Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. On today's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast, Gregory will be discussing how to prepare for major changes that are already in our tax law. We also have a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic if you go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 90. Again, that is gregoryricks.com slash podcast 90. Up on my uh, blog at gregoryricks.com, which is uh, we share news articles that I read. And there's one uh, regarding, it's an opinion by uh, Angie O'Leary and, and Bill Ringham from Market Watch. Yeah, I'm giving you some background here on what's coming. Preparing for the great sunset, what you need to know if tax code provisions expire, and they are set to expire, without policy changes, the tax year of 2026 will hit boomers hard, is, is the headlines on this article. According to the Federal Reserve, household wealth grew by $19 trillion to $137 trillion during the pandemic. Get that again. Household wealth grew by $19 trillion. Yeah, some of that's been given back. But increasing American household net worth by 16%, it's a pretty good increase as well. Baby boomers, the first generation of retirement savers, saw their nest eggs grow sharply over the past several years. In addition to being flush in cash and growing their wealth, boomers have benefited from selling their homes at peak prices. For this demographic, it's no wonder that taxes have quickly risen to the top of their concerns. There's been a great deal of uh, tax uncertainty as the Biden administration continues to explore tax policy changes. They, they kind of mentioned something else this week was a little bit different than just talking about the wealthy. They actually emphasize raising taxes on those that benefited from the uh, Tax Cut Jobs Act. That's a lot of people. So sunsets are provisions of the tax code that expire at a specified time. With the Tax Cut Job Act, Congress chose to make many of the individual's provisions temporary to limit the revenue cost of Tax Cut Jobs Act to a level consistent with overall constraint on a 10-year revenue loss in the Congressional Budget Resolution. Moreover, to comply with Senate budget rules under the process used to pass the Tax Act, there can be no increase in the federal budget deficit after the 10th year. So that gives you some understanding of why some changes have to be made. So, you know, so it's sunsetting because of that. If, if it's to continue, there's, there's work to be done. The TCJA made significant changes to individual income taxes as well as estate and gift taxes. For individual taxpayers, almost all the provisions expire or sunset at the end of 2025. While most business provisions are permanent without additional tax policy changes, the tax year of 2026 will be a big shock to many U.S. taxpayers and will especially hit boomers hard as many settle into retirement with big, taxable, nasty retirement accounts, those IRAs, those 401ks, tax-infested accounts. 
what expires with the sunset. Well, well, here are some of the notable provisions. For individuals with top individual estate and trust income tax bracket goes back up to 39.6% from the current rate of 37. The TCJA also repealed personal exemptions but increased the standard deduction this year is $25,900 for joint filers, $12,950 for single taxpayers. For families with dependents, it replaced dependent exemptions with an increased child tax credit by doubling the maximum child credit amount and extending it to higher income families by substantially increasing the income thresholds for the benefit phase-out. The TCGA removed the phase-out for the overall allowable itemized deduction impacting higher-income filers with adjusted gross income above certain thresholds, but also changed the structure of several major itemized deductions. Under prior, prior tax law, those who could itemize could claim deductions for all state and local property taxes and the greater of income or sales taxes. TCJ limited the itemized deduction for total state and local taxes to 10000 annual for both single and joint filers and did not index that limit for inflation. The mortgage interest rate deduction also changed. TCJA retained the individual AMT but raised both the exemption levels and the income threshold at which AMT exemption phases out at a million for married individuals, 500,000 for others. It also impacted uh, in general deduction for charitable donations was preserved. For many boomers, the sunset of the current estate and gift tax provision provides the greatest gloom. TCJA doubled the estate and gift tax exemption to $11.2 million for single filers, $22.4 million for couples, and continued to index the exemption levels for inflation. This year, the federal estate and gift tax threshold increased to $12.06 million per individual or $24.12 million for couples. In 2026, the estate and gift exemption will revert to pre-TCJA levels, effectively reduced by half and expected to be in the ballpark of about $6.5 million per individual or $13 million for a married couple. The sunset of the gift of the estate and gift exemption will have significant impact on many boomers. So that just gives you an idea of what's coming. That, that is in the law, and uh, that piece by Market Watch. There, there's even more detail there, other things. But to see why you should be doing tax planning now, not work. You know, yeah, take care of your taxes each year. But what are you looking at? What are the opportunities? One of the things I look at from a standpoint, is what I call margin. What is the gap? Margin means a lot of things to me, but it means extra. Do you have margin in your household budget? Or do you have more coming in than going out? That's your margin. Tax bracket, where you're at in your tax bracket, how much room do you have left over in that tax bracket before you would move into the next 
tax bracket. I, I call that margin as well. What is that gap? I don't want it to go wasted at all. I do not. So that's something to consider. What is that margin that you have? And is there an opportunity to convert that as well? Can you convert some of that to Roth? And then for some cases, there might be more. You know, take a look at 2022 tax rates. And, and the sweet spot, I think, is in the 22 to 24% range. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and we're speaking of married filing jointly here for this example. But 10% is zero to 20,550. 12% is 20,000. 551 to 83,550. Example of margin would be somebody's income, for example, is uh, say 60,000. Well, they've got 23,000 of margin in the next tax bracket, knowing that rate is going up to 15% in 2026, and that bracketing changes to 18,651 to 75,900. 22 to 24% tax bracket, I think, really is a sweet spot. That ranges a total of 83,551 to 340,100 dollars encompasses the 22 to 24% range. Uh, that gap at the top of the 22% is 178,150 dollars then it jumps 2% for the rest of the way up to 340,100. Now that bracket's changing in 2026 to 25 to 28% and the range combined of the two is $75,901 to $233,550. See, you you've got a wide berth there on ability to shift money. And being we've got a few years to do that, and, you know, I was at a Ed Slot conference a few weeks back. I, I attend a couple of those a year to be up to speed on changes to qualified accounts, and I've, I've been doing that for years. One thing that Ed mentioned at the end of the conference as we were wrapping up. He was taking a few questions and he basically, somebody asked him, what about high net worth? Should they be converting money? And his response, and actually he got a bit passionate there about it. He said, absolutely. He said, if you're high net worth now, you're likely to be high net worth in the future. You're likely to be high net worth, meaning high income, in retirement as well. And that means you're going to pay even more in taxes in the future. And you're paying, you could be paying top range now. You're probably always going to be paying top range of the taxes. And we know the top range is going up. And get this for those that have large incomes. Right now, for married filing jointly, that 37% bracket, the top of it, is $647,851 or more. Here's what it's going to in 2026. It's going to 39.6%, so it's increasing 
2.6%, but the bracket drops to 240, I'm sorry, $470,701 or more. It's dropping from 647,000, I'm rounding, to 470,000 or more. So it's going up. And those of you that's in the 35% now, yeah, you're going to the max tax bracket. Those in the max tax bracket, it's going higher. But those at 35% now, you, you can see what's happening. For a good portion of you in that, you're jumping into the highest tax bracket as well. So it... it it is something to think about regardless of income tax bracket. You should be considering how do I take advantage of this opportunity? And we've had this opportunity for seven years now, you know, since 2017. So you should be thinking about how can we take advantage of that? This doesn't end. You probably should be doing it after that because I think taxes are going up in the future beyond what they're showing here, especially for the upper half of that. But they maybe tax rates don't necessarily go up, but they start getting us in other ways. You know, fees here and there, subtle changes, gets more tax revenue. So what is your margin? What is your opportunity? One of the simple ways I look at it, what if over the next three years we could shift $100,000? You know, simple math rounding, it's about $33,000 a year and some change. And get $100,000 shifted into Roth. Pay taxes as you go, of course. There's a tax bill with Roth conversions, moving that money from an IRA to a Roth. And then, what if that's all you did? And let's say that puts you at age 60. And you have that money working. And you've done some of it during this market downturn. So you know there's upside coming as the market rebounds, as it always does. We just don't know when. But it will. And we'll get back to record highs. So you're going to get some of that upside on that tax-free generating money, tax-free income, generating money. But you get to 100000 in three years, and let's say you're age 60. And let's just use simple math. 7.2% means our money would double every 10 years. So you get 100000 at age 60. So that would take you to age 70 and get you $200,000. But you don't need it, so you're going to let it roll. So then 200000 at age 80 gets you to 400000 And at 90, 800000 Oh, yeah, you're probably going to live to 100. One of you are. So that gets you to $1.6 million. You say, well, heck, I didn't need it. I'm going to leave it behind. You know, with how they changed the tax rules when leaving mo qualified money to your heirs non-spouse beneficiaries, they have to take that money out over 10 years, completely deplete the account within the 10th year. There's more complications to it, but fundamentally, that's what Congress did not too long ago with the SECURE Act. 
you have to spend that down. So if you're leaving behind those tax-infested accounts to them, it's impacting their tax brackets, their income. They've got to add this and take money out every year. And what's that probably doing? It's not unusual to see retirement accounts with 500000 800000 $1.2 million. So you're leaving tax-infested account. They've got to split that. So that's another 100000 or so possibly every year having to come out on top of their income could be pushing them into that future of 33, 35, 39% tax brackets. But if you left them behind a $1.6 million Roth account, yeah, they have to deplete that too. But is it taxable? It is not. Does not impact them. You're, you're, you, you paid this money in today's time and 30, 40 years from now, you leave it behind in a tax-free way that benefits them greatly and doesn't disrupt their ordinary income tax brackets in the future. So, that yeah, they have to deplete it. They can't leave compounding. But it could be a situation where you leave it the $1.6 million to them. Let's say you died at age 100. You're leaving behind... million. Think about that. If that doubles, you're leaving behind $3.2 million. They they may not have to take it out to year 10, the full amount. They could just let it roll, but at year 10, they have to pull the account. It's doubled for them if they were to get 7.2% over that period of time. Talking about a generational, life-changing gift to leave behind there, just with a portion of your qualified money. It's something to think about. We don't have to task and shift to everything. That, that would be really great if we had all of our money built in a way where it generates tax-free income. But with that said, what if we're working on a portion you know how to eat an elephant? Somebody said, well, how do I convert it all? It's the same way you eat an elephant. You know how you eat an elephant? Anybody want to share? Share? One bite at a time. Roth conversions. Do them a, a bite at a time. What What's in, in your margin there? Or what can be your stretch? Every year, have a game plan of that. Now, remember, on Roth conversions, once you convert it, it's done. You can't, like, change your mind, like, oh, my God, I, I didn't know the tax was going to be that. Well, that should have been a discussion on the front end. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Gregory, where we answer your financial questions. You can find us anywhere podcasts can be found and on YouTube and Facebook Live every Saturday from 10 to 1. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in next time. Thanks to everyone for tuning into this week's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast. Don't forget, we've got a complimentary download waiting for you on this topic if you go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 90. Again, that is gregoryricks.com slash podcast 90.
Gregory Erickson Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Gregory Erickson Associates are not affiliated companies. Gregory Erickson Associates, the Total Wealth Authority, is our trademark tagline. It does not promise or guarantee investment results or the preservation of principal, nor does it represent a certain level of skill. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed and insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strengths and claims of the paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Erickson Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the U.S. government or any other governmental agency. This information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained by sources is believed to be reliable, but the accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory X and Associates. Any media logos or trademarks contained herein are the property of their respective owners, and no endorsement made by those owners of Gregory X and Associates is stated or implied. Gregory X and Associates has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide tax and or legal advice. AE Wealth Management, Gregory X and Associates, WJ Blanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath and & Co., and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. This show is a paid placement.